Today on the podcast, we have an extremely underrated artist who comes from Phoenix, Arizona. This artist is none other than Pertinence. Enjoy the episode. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Um, it's great to have you on today. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing great, brother. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure for sure. Um, it. I've been waiting for this one, honestly. Like, uh, you're a great artist, in my opinion, extremely underrated. Um, and I just want to know, uh, how do you get that sound? How do you get that sound? It sounds amazing. Um, for usually for up and coming rappers, you don't hear them um with this high quality of sound that you have. Damn, damn, bro, you're making me blush. That means a lot. I really appreciate that, Lord. Uh, it's definitely it's definitely been uh somewhat of a journey, bro. Obviously, um, just when you're kind of first started with everything, you probably go. I would estimate that like ninety percent of artists who start uh get this mic, it's a Rhodes NT one. And that's just kind of like the, it's not, it's a great mic for the price point. Um, but then they do that. Obviously there's no like acoustic treatment on the room. Um, there's a little bit of always like a finding yourself when it comes to engineering the music and whatnot. Um, so all those things definitely factor in and then just piece by piece, you kind of add things to your resume and then, you know, from there it just gets like better and better quality. But I got to shout out my engineer currently, his name's Devin Coat. Man is phenomenal. Just always gets everything like those last little pieces sounding right for sure. Hey, that's great to hear. So do you have like a studio set up and everything? Yeah, absolutely, bro. So I run everything just honestly out of my bedroom, bro. That's just where I feel most comfortable, just like getting the rhymes, recording them, all that. Not that like I have a tough time recording in front of people, um, but it's definitely easier to get some of those like higher pitch shrills and stuff like that when you're like layering the vocals and you just sound ridiculous. When you're, yeah, like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> your bedroom and like laying next to yourself, bro, because I'll be trying to sound like Prince sometimes. It just sounds, it just sounds silly. <laughs> So my mom probably be judging me though, but outside of that, I feel pretty safe here. Yeah, and uh, what's the price? Po- uh, the price point on your mic there? How much is it? Yeah, so like I said, I started off with that uh, Rhodes NT one, and it comes with like a whole kit. I think it's probably I don't know, maybe two fifty, three hundred, and then you get like a pop filter, all that stuff. Um, and then up until recently, I had moved to a baby blue bottle. Um, which I think was like five or six hundred from there. So, and there's definitely obviously like a huge difference anytime you're switching uh, microphones like that. But it's been nothing but just super crispy stuff. Like you were saying again, bro, I appreciate that. But obviously, uh, definitely a little toll on the wallet for sure. Yeah, no, I can't lie. The stuff sounds great. <laughs> My God. So, uh, for listeners who don't know you, who are you? This is Purdy, Purdy Square, Purton Names, man, like you said, straight out of Phoenix, Arizona. Um, most of it, it's obviously got that West Coast hip-hop sound, but um, I definitely pride myself on being very versatile, you know what I'm saying? We'll throw some love songs at you, we'll get a little bit slower, and then obviously just the real, like, hardcore, just like, I can spit a little bit too, you know what I'm saying? You can never forget about that. Yeah, for sure. King of the suburbs, you know, a suburban King icon. Of that's the you. Yes, for sure. That's what they call me. I love that. That's sick, bro. I love that. Yeah. Okay, so I have a song um, called Suburbicon Anthem. And then it's like, what the fuck does Suburbicon even mean? And at the end of the day, I don't even know if it has like a real definition. So from Suburbicon Anthem came like suburban icon. And dude, I just think that shit is. Woo, I think that would catch on, dude. That's, it's so, like, just catchy. It rolls off the tongue nice, you know? Yeah, like, that, that is you. That is you. 
Okay, I appreciate you, bro. Uh, roughly how many listeners do you have across all platforms right now? Uh, shoot, we'll say uh, across all platforms, mm, it might be reaching a little bit high, but we'll say anywhere between like 40, like 4,000 and like 4,500, I'd say. And that's up until real recently. I was super stubborn uh, just with the entire like TikTok wave, man. For the longest time, I did not want to hop on that. Uh, just um, not for what it is, but what it represents. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. In one sense, I am like the suburban icon, but also in this uh, industry, you can't come off too suburban or else you won't be accepted, you know? So Yeah, for uh, sure. And TikTok definitely stands for like a large uh, portion of like suburban culture, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um, so I wanted to kind of stray away from that for a while, but it's inevitable, man. And the impact that TikTok has on the music industry is fucking ludicrous like absolutely absurd like you uh, for example like you can have uh an artist go from like like you to be honest like five thousand monthly listeners yeah, to just exactly. skyrocket 100 yeah. well, like, that's, that's exactly what happened to me so i've been uh dropping every two weeks for almost the past year now so i got something like i don't know i'm coming in on like 50 50 songs like uploaded on uh spotify like in the past like year and a half or so but before i hopped on that tiktok wave man it was maybe like i think on spotify i had like 300 and something monthly listeners and then obviously like apple music and soundcloud youtube they don't tell you any of that stuff so you kind of got to estimate based off of spotify but um i had uploaded just like one little tiktok for the song that i came out in the first of the year it's called tripping and from there, like, they just blew up. And not even in the TikTok sense, like, blew up that big. Uh, I think it only has, like, maybe, well, not only, but in the in the scheme of TikTok, like, it's got maybe, like, 30, 35,000 views. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you see some of these videos, like you were saying, bro, just skyrocket to, like, 1.5, 2 million views, you know? Um, so just off, like, that 30,000 views, everything went up, like, I would say, like, maybe like 2,000 monthly listeners. And now that Trippin' song's got almost 10,000 streams on Spotify alone. Yeah, and I'll be honest here, if it weren't for your TikTok page, if it weren't for the TikToks you made, the one that blew up specifically, then we would not be doing this right now because Me and the I actually saw you. would not be speaking. Yes, I, w- I, like, I wouldn't have had you on the podcast. I wouldn't have had yeah. you come on, and we would not be doing this right now. So, in a way, it's a good thing. Everything happens for a reason, for sure. I'm a firm believer in that, bro. And again, man, I appreciate you, like, just giving a fuck enough to check it out, you know, and then hit me up afterwards. This shit means the world to me, bro, for real. <laughs> no problem. Um, what made you want to start making music and why? Oof, honestly, like, I don't know how much of a superhero, like, origin story there really is to it. Uh, <laughs> like, my dad, um, growing up, got me into, like, a lot of the old school rap. So, um, like, on a super commercial level like say like the nwas and the cool modis stuff like that but oh really and like a yeah absolutely bro for sure uh like and even on a non like hip-hop stage um, where i think some of the versatility comes from there was a lot of uh justin timberlake uh, uh credence clearwater all that stuff so like all that like old almost well i mean not jt but like in the credence sense that like, yeah. kind of folk sound you know so helps like with the versatility but in terms of like actually writing stuff man i don't even like i'm staring at these boxes in my room right now that are just filled up with like raps and shit from when i was a kid wow um, but i don't know like i don't know the exact day where i was like i'm gonna do this and it definitely wasn't a plan of something that i wanted to do with my life 
until I got to high school and like I came familiar with the term SoundCloud rapper. Yeah. And then I just familiarized myself with, you know, I don't know, maybe like the five other dudes at my school who were doing it. And it was just like, well, I'm clearly superior to these fucking <laughs> So I can probably yeah. keep doing this and we'll see what happens. And obviously, man, it, it, it obviously stems um, from the love of music. It's all about the music always. But um, for sure, just like in a more direct answer that I could give you like any like certain day that was just, okay, I'm going to start doing this right now. It was, pro- it was probably going into high school and seeing all those other dudes and just rapping against them, you know? Yeah. So would you say uh, the artists you mentioned inspire you in a way? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you're saying like the ones that I started with or the ones from like high school? Uh, the ones that you started with. Yeah, absolutely. Huge, huge inspiration. Uh, I, like, I never go into a song being uh, with the mindset that I'm going to sound like Justin Timberlake. Uh, but basically, bro, to answer your question in a short sense, I think it's just like one huge melting pot of uh, musical inspiration that I just draw from. Uh, it's not like I pick one certain artist, but it's all in there for sure. Yeah. So when you say Justin Timberlake, uh, in what way does he inspire you, actually? Honestly, bro, the way that JT came in, like, off of, and that's and that's where, like, the, the whole suburban idea, like, definitely influences me a lot. Because as much as, like, um, you know, I could be hung up on, like, the NWAs or, like, just the other shit that I listen to nowadays. Like, yeah, yeah. J, JT put on for, like, the Caucasian culture, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, for uh, sure dude just kind of turned it into something where like instinct is obviously very very boy band and he had that one song where they were kind of uh working with pharrell and the neptunes and all them but outside of that man like it wasn't until jt really went solo that he started really working with pharrell and getting those you know just like the that just the pharrell vibe is the only way that can be described just funky groovy you know what i'm saying and uh from there like just in the very like literal term of the word like just redefine sex you know what i'm saying like justin timberlake was selling that and um, yeah on top of that like had crazy hooks crazy choruses and like could sing his ass off which is definitely something that uh i'm slowly working on but singing is definitely not a gift given to everybody <laughs> uh but outside of that man he just killed it and he could dance bro he's just he's a stud he's a stud Pause. for sure he's got some good stuff you know yeah for sure man and just something that like I don't know. There's definitely like a lot of people who make similar music to it, but you need to have that like feeling, you know, the um, it's not really like able to give a definition. It's just the feeling you get of like the funk that when you listen to it, like you got to get up and move like you got to groove to it. Something about like the instruments and just the way that he perceives the entire track is like incredible. Nothing short of it. Yeah, definitely. What is uh, your favorite song that you've made? Oh, shit. <sighs> My buddy just asked me this the other day, dude, and, and, like, I had the hardest time answering it. But to be honest, like, and not even to just give you a cliche answer, but to be 100% honest, I think it's probably every new song that comes out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, there, I mean, it, it comes a time where, like, you find, say you just find some song that you really like, and you listen to it over and over and over, and then eventually all that song, like, all of a sudden that song's not sounding too great anymore. It's just... Seem you know just something that you overplayed and so when i make uh the music obviously it's something that i enjoy doing and something that i love doing but think i'm listening to these same vocal takes a hundred times over 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 and then i get the first mix back and i'm listening to that song 30 times over and over and over and i get the second mix same thing blase blase um so by the time the song comes out not that i'm sick of it but i'm ready to move on to the next thing and i'm ready to get inspired and excited again so yeah um 
right now, man, like honestly, a hundred percent honest, no bullshit is probably uh Faded Freestyle is my last song that just came out. But before that it was The Life, which was the song before that. So I know that's <laughs> So the process answer. just kind of repeats itself. Yeah, over and over. But that's what's fun about it. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, okay, well it's gonna be my next favorite song. And it's not just my favorite song of mine, but my favorite song at the time, you know? Yeah. Uh, so for everything. So it's almost like I'm just making the music that I listen to. And that sounds so narcissistic and vain, but it's just something that I enjoy, you know? Yeah. Speaking of uh, your newer work, actually, my favorite song of yours is Heist. So can yeah. you give a little background info on how it was made? I would love to. That's a phenomenal question. I, well, first of all, I appreciate you, my guy. That is no super, problem. Super dope you. Heist, was, Heist was a song that... Obviously, I always wanted to uh, put out, and it definitely came from, like, some of the more East Coast rap scene as far as, like, the storytelling. Um, so, like, definitely, definitely heavy inspired by, like, say, Nas, like, the New York State of Mind, all that yeah. stuff. Some of the stories that Biggie was ripping back in the day. Um, so, I just, I've always wanted to make a song that, and even, like, on the West Coast stuff, um, like, Easy e and, uh, like, Ren, all them, they have, like, a couple songs like that, you know, where they're just, from start to finish, like, robbing a bank. And that's yeah. the entire song. And you're just listening to this thing unfold. Uh, I think it's called Nobody Move. That's, that song is nuts. So definitely that Nobody Move song, uh, Easy e like inspired it a lot. But I've always wanted to make a song where it was just telling a story uh, from start to finish. So from there, I had to kind of just figure out what story I wanted to tell. Uh, and again, like coming from the whole suburban like idea, it's hard to uh, mesh those two worlds, right? Because it's obviously something that I don't want to culturally appropriate or act like I know about uh, some lifestyle that I don't know about. Yeah. Um, but also, like, it's it's fun to get into, like, a different character and a different personality. Yeah, know? I so know what you mean. How I, yeah, so how I kind of bridge that is just, okay, look, let's make this story so, like, far off world, like, so goddamn unbelievable that it's obvious that, like, I'm not trying to live through this, you know? Yeah. Uh, so that's where it came into, like, uh, tracking down the mayor, killing the mayor, and then, uh, yeah. like, going in everything fighting the entire fbi all that shit so it's just fun man like the the more like all it started with that entire song was going to be the lead up to like killing the mayor and then yeah. like i said i just kind of got that like seed planted like well let's just make this ridiculous like let's have me evacuate in a chopper like just because why not so from there like things just kind of sprouted out of control and um like i was saying earlier that just subconscious bank of inspiration from other artists um uh, just kind of flows into it bro and out came heist yeah now yes, i can sir. tell you why it's my favorite i was, I was sitting there listening to your music just like testing it out after i dm'd yeah. you the first time to get you on the podcast because uh like i wanted to find out more about you of course and i was sitting there listening to it and the beat came on and i was like okay 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 like it was honestly it was that really good the lyrics were great so groovy right the fucking yeah that's that's meow, what meow. i'm talking about crazy bro it's so groovy it's got that like 90s little street funk to it i love it yeah so that that's the that's the reason it's a great Dude, song i can't i can't tell you how much i appreciate that bro for real because and how i always tell other people too it's really it's really cool and i agree with you i do think that song is amazing because when i make it in here it's, it's the greatest fucking song that's ever been made but yeah. the second it comes out you know that that delusion starts to kind of fade away a little bit and so to have somebody uh got in all the like in another country bro like on the other side of the fuck on the other side of the stratosphere like 
for you to come to me and just be like, yeah, man, that beat is cool. And like your flow is cool. And I fuck with the storytelling that you were doing on that. Damn, like, so I'm not insane. That's awesome. Like, so yeah. I'm not <laughs> it's always like a super, super cool reassurance, bro. So I really appreciate that for real. Yeah, no problem. Of course. Um, so you've had lots of features. You've collabed with lots of artists on your songs. So who's been your favorite artist to work with? Ooh, honestly, uh, before before like the entire TikTok thing happens, and not and still not even that I'm shit, but it's definitely in a different spot now than it was a couple months ago. Um, I would just do features with anybody that hit me up, just kind of like, hey, like, because my thought on it is, no matter how bad you are, at least one person is gonna listen to your new song, right? Yeah. So if I can outwrap you on that song, then that one person who is your fan is not my fan, like, not on some like villainous shit but you know what i'm saying like yeah I'm, no i know what you mean I'm that's actually a good way to look at it too in my yeah, opinion exactly exactly but um then after the tiktok thing it would just happen where i would wake up and have 15 new features that i needed to get on and yeah 13 out of the 15 were dog water absolutely <laughs> terrible bro like just just god awful like you couldn't even get through the song no hate no hate at all because everybody's you know like on their own journey with it but just not something necessary that i wanted to stamp my seal of approval on um yeah but to answer your question sorry uh definitely there's there's definitely two uh nick rogers right now who was on uh not this faded freestyle song but the life song that i said before yeah i think that came out like maybe three weeks ago now and he's also on a couple other joints of mine uh the kid can spit man like he's just villainous dude it's ridiculous uh and then another homie who i have who really doesn't even spit like anymore um we did it a lot through high school and he's definitely uh inspired me through high school to kind of like step my level up and step my game up because he was the only dude at in the high school level who i felt who could really match me uh his name's ap and he was like he's been on a bunch of my songs man and we're actually going to start working on a project here soon so but that's great those two guys really inspired me to be better absolutely yeah for sure uh what are your goals for your future music and where do you want to be in the future Shoosh. everywhere and anywhere man omnipresent you know what i'm saying uh um, yeah i when i first started the whole shit it was just that i knew that i liked making music and i knew that i didn't want to be sitting behind a desk every day and doing that for my entire life so yeah. in my head when i first started it was like okay you know i can make if I can somehow figure out a way to maneuver this so I'm making sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year, um, you know, just like a good a good livable wage, then I'm cool, then that's fine. Um but recently it's definitely it's definitely a mess to bigger things. When I say recently, I think probably like the past year or so, like I've been telling you since I started putting out songs bi weekly and all that. Um but really, man, in terms of short term goals, uh there's a venue out here called the Marquee. I've been saying for years that I'm trying to sell out the marquee. I think it's uh, like max max occupancy of like 1,500, 2,000 maybe. Jeez. Um, so in like short-term goals, I want to sell that out here in Arizona for sure. And I think I could definitely do that within the next the next couple years. But yeah. larger than that, I mean, in every artist's mind, there's always the Staples Center uh, over in L.A. where the Lakers play. Yeah. Um, there's always... Uh, Madison Square Garden in New York, all those fucking, you know, those huge feats. But in yeah. terms of like short term things that I could really focus on, I definitely got my my gear set for the marquee right now. That's great. Yeah, um, that was a great question. Now, as an artist from Arizona, have you heard of another artist from Arizona named Ali Tomik? He's 
pretty successful, about 17k monthly listeners on Spotify right now, and was actually on the Netflix series Rhythm Plus Flow. Yeah, absolutely, bro. Yeah, of course. Uh, I think whenever, well, not whenever, like somebody gets on a show, like it happens every other week, uh, but he's definitely got his own lane, you know, like he's definitely maneuvering his own uh, commercial success and all love to him as far as uh, he goes and uh, all his music and whatnot, but there's definitely a huge, uh, more underground scene in Arizona where you guys, when you got guys, uh, Jalopy Bungus, uh, Pariah, like Mariah with the P, uh, all those dudes, man, who are just like super, super dope and uh, don't really get, you know, I mean, obviously not everybody can get on a Netflix show. Uh, yeah. But dudes, but dudes who still, man, like are super sick and still have their own fan bases working for them. And, that's definitely something that those dudes have opened my eyes to, you know, like it, it doesn't need to be necessarily the Staples Centers or Madison Square Garden. As long as you have that fan base rocking with you, like you could turn out to be, you know, like a MF Doom or a Currency or Busta Rhymes even. I mean, I For know sure. a little bit more commercial success, but a lot of DMX, a lot of those dudes are run just based off of completely like their underground fan base. Those dudes who would just like literally die for them, like just put their, you know. Yeah. As opposed to a bunch of people streaming new music from TikTok. Both are both are equally amazing, but both also I think attribute to a solid amount of success. Yeah. Now, do you plan to mimic his success or become even more successful? <sighs> Obviously coming coming from me, everything I think I'm gonna be more successful than everybody. And as like douchey as that sounds, I think that it's just a mentality that you should have or, or want to have as an artist. Yeah, for sure. It's it's really then, good to have. Yeah, what are you making music for? You know, if you're if you're viewing yourself as inferior to these people, but like I said, man, like no hit on him. He's carved out a sensational lane, like for what he's doing, and I've never even come close to a Netflix show besides sitting on my ass and watching it. So that, <laughs> that's phenomenal for him, bro. Um, yeah, but definitely, I'm I'm geared towards more. Uh, I wanna I wanna I want it all, like I was saying before, you know. Yeah. It's it's honestly a good mindset to have. You have to go out there and you have to say, I'm going to do this. It's mine. I already have it. Like, exactly. Yeah, ex- exactly. Exactly, bro. For sure. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Um, how are you getting exposure in other countries? Oof, bro. Honestly, you want to know something fucking crazy? I had a song on my album like that came out. I think I want to say like November first. It was a song called "Cancelled." It was it was almost like the last cut on the entire on the entire mix. And yeah. out of nowhere, one day I like wake up, check uh, like you know my Apple Music for artists, Spotify for artists. It's got like four hundred Shazams. Like you know you know about Shazam, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's got like four hundred Shazams alone in Brazil. Like like Sao Paulo, all those fuck. Like just in Brazil alone. Um, and it's just ridiculous. This really like changed my entire um, overview, I guess, on what it means to just like get that global exposure. You know, like not that yeah. you forget that those people exist because love obviously out to Brazil and love to everywhere, but you're just so caught up in this Arizona state of mind. You know, so to see something like that, it's just like Lord, like those people too, just on the same on the same token that I was telling you before. It's like wow. So I'm really not insane. These people that don't necessarily even speak english or like rocking with the kids so it's nuts man it's nuts yeah now of all countries out there were you expecting brazil nah dude no but if it like but if it had to be brazil i'm not mad you feel me yeah for sure (laughs) i would much rather i'm not even gonna say another place that like on the on because with my luck like the only people that would 
podcast would be from like a just some random country that I threw out. Uh, yeah, but yeah, definitely Brazil is uh, a want like beautiful place. Obviously, like known for it's kind of just being eccentric, like with the parades and stuff like that. So. As ironic as it is, as ironic as it is, it's pretty on brand with the rest of my music. I'd say so. It works out perfect. Shout yeah, out Brazil. Yeah, for sure. Um, how did the pandemic affect your music career? Honestly, man, like it's it's done nothing but help it. Um, before the pandemic, I was in a spot where, you know, I really thought that I was ready to take things to the next level, and I was ready to become this artist who I wanted myself to be. Yada yada, and I was gonna kind of start. Uh, doing shows, getting tours set up, all that stuff. Um, but yeah. after the pandemic, obviously, or during the pandemic, it's not something that any of us expected to last this long. So yeah, really honestly, it was like, the last thing I expected for sure. It's fucking, what is it like in Canada right now? Like, y'all, everybody's still masked up. Like, restaurants are closed. Or... Yep, all that, especially uh, in the city near Toronto. You know, like yeah, absolutely. Like just that general absolutely. area, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, but anyways, uh, back to your question. I think the pandemic really just gave me, uh, well, not I think, but an entire year to just really lock in and redefine this idea of okay, who do I want pertinence to be as an artist? Do I want to just do all these raps and, and since then like i've dropped another uh like full-length project and i don't know like maybe 20 or 30 singles that have really just helped like shift the sound into a different direction like like i said earlier man everything happens for a reason i can't be thankful enough obviously yeah. it's a terrible thing but uh like the pandemic in general but it's definitely it's definitely helped me out personally and it's it's given you that time to work on uh absolutely music. absolutely and whereas like before it was kind of where uh i guess i'll start doing shows just because that's the next step that's how i that's how i'm gonna sell out the marquee out here that's how i'm gonna get to the staples center but yeah now it's more like okay like for sure i'm ready for sure this music's ready everything's the brand is ready um all that the fans are ready you know you bet what are your interests outside of music? For sure. Uh, bro, growing up, it was all about basketball for me. Like, I was, I was dead certain probably around 10 to 14 that I was going to the NBA. Like, that was it. That was what it was going to be, bro. I would just go out, shoot hoops. Like, I got a park right across the street from my house, so I would shoot hoops every day, and I had that, like, league dream, but... It's not till like your freshman year, you're like, all right, like I'm white, I can't jump very high, I can shoot decently, but outside of that, like I'm, I don't really got a crazy, crazy future in this game of basketball. So, so personally, uh, would you say you're pretty good or what? Yeah, man, I'm nice. Like I'm like a casual nice. You know what I'm saying? Like to yeah. somebody who, to somebody who goes out and like shoot hoops when the rest of their friends do because like they don't give a fuck about basketball i think i'm probably like jesus like i'll be the messiah for sure <laughs> but to anybody that like knows a lick of basketball and played like any high school basketball not even like collegiate level uh i'm probably just like right about average dead center right okay middle. yeah for sure but i can i can shoot a little bit you know what i'm saying but like i said i'm not i'm not pulling out any dunks nothing flashy man yeah what artists would you want to, or do you plan to work with in the future? Oof. Oof. Honestly, bro, like, the list is ever-changing. Um, I think in terms of, like, artists who I'd want to do, like, some sort of collab with aren't necessarily, like, my favorite artists, per se. Just artists that I think I could really, you know, just get something crazy with. So, yeah. Uh, recently, man, it's been a lot of Anderson Pack. I think that that dude is, he's just a wizard. Whether it's Whether it's the drums or 
the vocals that he's laying down, he is phenomenal. Um, but outside of that, man, like I really want to start getting into like some females who have voices on them. Cause like I said, like singing is not something that ever came naturally to me. Um, yeah. So to have somebody like supplement that uh, on the largest scale, you know, you could say like SZA, Ari Lennox, any of those, they just got the yeah. rich, the super rich vocals that they're real warm, you know, like I don't yeah. want to say like, the churchy kind of things but you know what i'm saying like yeah no i know what you mean beautiful bro like it's just beautiful stuff so to be able to like add a verse or something like that or some type of melody onto one something that they created would be phenomenal but obviously rap influences you got like the uh jids denzel curry's all those dudes would be yeah just a dream to like hop on something with you know i'm not i'm not picky bro i'm not picky yeah yeah that's great Hell yeah, hell yeah, for sure. But and again, bro, those are all definitely people who influence me and people who I look up to and probably people whose sound I try to subconsciously like imitate, you know, like not even thinking about it. Yeah, I know what you mean. So what advice do you have for somebody who wants to start making music? I would just say to to start, bro, because as soon this the first year, the first two years that you start is gonna be bad. Even if you think that it's good, I can promise you it's probably pretty bad unless you're, unless you're a fucking prodigy, dude. It's there's a lot of um, self exploring to do within music that I think is not talked about enough. Um, like there's just this expectation that you know you go and find this beat, you make this song, you blow up, and that's it. But in reality, a lot of these artists are five, ten years in the making, and that's just something that you don't see because you yeah. hear their one song that got huge on the radio. So. To anybody that's thinking about starting, like, it's, I hate to keep going back to it. I swear to God, I never say this, like, this much. <laughs> but to go back on that, like, suburban icon thing, like, dude, I'm just a white kid in some chinos. You know, like, I'm no different than anybody else. <laughs> I throw on my, like, I throw on my fitted cap, put a little bit of pomade in my hair, bro. I'm ready for the day. So, yeah. Uh, like, really just, just start. Try your hand at it, bro. And that goes with anything outside of music. I think so many times people don't really know what they want to do with their life. And so, they pick college or they pick this comfortable route. And I think the only purpose of being here is to kind of find that true potential in yourself. Um, and a lot of people don't even give give their life that time of day, which is, is crazy to me. So outside of music, man, like pick something that you're generally interested in and just start, whether it's art, buy a canvas, get some fucking paintbrushes and paint a picture, see how it turns out. Like there's no, there's no harm in uh, starting something because you can't fail more than ground zero, you know? For sure. So you would say it's a process and it takes time and you need to find out what kind of artist you are. Of course, of course. I, I think a lot of people are definitely when they the first thing they start is to um, just, you know, pick lyrics that sound cool and do certain things. And I think there's a difference between um, kind of embellishing things or saying things in a how do I say this? I think there's a difference between blatantly lying about like a life that you're living and kind of just like throwing things on for some class or a general manifestation of things that you want in the future. Yeah. Uh, and I think like when a lot of people start, it's just like, yeah, like grab the Glock, kill this mother, like shit like that. You know, it's bro, yeah. like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, so did you do that? Uh -uh. <laughs> yeah, right. So there's definitely, uh, there's definitely like a thin line that you need to find out. And like you were saying, bro, like it's, you need to find out who you are. Not, a, I mean, not necessarily even the artist, even though that is important that you are, but through music comes so much self-exploration of 
of who you internally are like within this life and then i think that in a like a reversal way uh in turn makes you find out the artist that you are if that makes any sense just uno reverse that shit yeah for sure (laughs) (laughs) it's been absolutely amazing to have you on the show and i'm glad i got to have you on um personally i think you're one of the best up-and-coming rappers right now and i think this year is going to be your year if you keep up the great work that you've been doing this past year especially over the pandemic like yeah for sure for sure bro that means that means the world to me and then some i can't i cannot thank you enough for that bro and again just for giving this shit enough to go from the tiktok to click the link to listen the song to find my instagram to dm me bro like all that shit i really appreciate the work that you're putting into your craft bro and likewise with the podcast i know that things are going to start start ramping up for you brother thank you thank you yeah absolutely bro just keep going it's been a it's been a great time i'm glad i got to meet you um i guess i can go around telling people that i knew you before you blew up now um <laughs> thank you for your time absolutely Ethan. of course brother and sorry i was just saying i just said thank you bro. i appreciate your time yeah um likewise uh it's been great to have you on um everybody Go check out his music right now. It's absolutely insane. It's great stuff. I assure you he'll have something you like. Um, go check him out right now so you can brag to your friends that you knew him before he blew up. Um, Do it this instant. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Do it right now. I will find you in Ontario. And I will wreck you. I will ream hellfire. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you, brother. You have a great rest of your day, okay? Well, actually, I'm going to give you, like however long you need to plug social medias whatever you want right now if that sounds good to you yeah absolutely bro everywhere follow me at pertinence underscore instagram twitter follow me on you can add me on snapchat if you want to get a little bit personal it's going to be colin stedman it's a c-o-l-l-i-n and then s-t-e-d-m-a-n follow me spotify apple music youtube all that good jazz Pertinence, P-R-T-I-N-E-N-T-E, Purdy Pert the Squirt, you know what the deal is. Like you said, go listen to it quick, bro. For sure. It's been great to have <laughs> you on. Uh, thank you again, and uh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, brother. We'll catch you. You too. All right, later. See Thank you for listening. If you did enjoy today's episode, please make sure to follow the podcast and keep watching. Saturday, I've got an artist from Chicago named Versailles, so stay tuned for that. Please make sure to follow the podcast on Instagram and TikTok at Music Muse Podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube, same thing, at Music Muse. Thank you for all the support from everyone on the first episode. Thank you for the feedback and all the new ideas too. It really does mean a lot. Um, I'd love it if you could show the same support because I really just want this podcast to get as big as possible. So uh, make sure to check out pertinence and stay tuned for the next episode it's my first time on discord bro i feel like i feel like uh, my mom trying to use this technology <laughs> <laughs>